Welcome to the Revitalize Podcast, a podcast where we have conversations to help you experience emotional, spiritual, and physical wellness as you lead at your church, your business, or in your life. Here are your hosts, Danielle and Kevin. Welcome, everyone, to Episode 5 of the Revitalize Podcast. We are your hosts, Kevin and Danielle Presso. So how are you doing today, Danielle? I'm doing good, although I am on the hot seat today, so I'm getting ready. So you're getting ready. Mm -hmm. So if this is the first time you're joining us, the reason Danielle's saying she's on the hot seat is we are in a six-part series where we are exploring in depth our personal journey of wellness. Right. In the very first episode of the Revitalize podcast, we shared a little bit of our heart and why we feel called to a ministry in helping Christian leaders in their wellness journey. And when I when we talk about wellness, what are the three components of wellness that we talk about? Well, typically we look at um, physical wellness, of course, emotional, which would include, you know, mental health and all that sort of thing, and uh, spiritual. Right. So what we d- decided to do was that we would take turns being on the hot seat, you know, having the other person ask questions about each of our individual journeys. And so today is part four of that six part series. And we're going to be talking uh, with Danielle about her physical wellness journey. Right. And it's been a bit of an emotional, not emotional. It's been a bit of a physical roller coaster. It's been a very physical roller coaster. And emotional and spiritual, but we're going to focus on the physical. Yeah. And as we shared before, so many of these things are so intertwined, right, in our journeys. And so sometimes it's even difficult to separate them. Yeah, for sure. Right. And I mean, I'm not even sure we're supposed to completely separate them. I don't think you can. We, no. we can we can <laughs> highlight yeah. the physical. Mm-hmm. And before we dive into today's topic, I just want to let our listeners know what's coming up on the podcast. So I'm really excited about the second series that we're going to be doing is we're going to be interviewing different people that we've had the opportunity to meet over the last few years and and have them share their stories of physical, emotional, and spiritual wellness as well. And we've got some amazing, great guests lined up who've got some amazing stories that you will not want to miss. Right. So make sure that you are subscribed to our podcast, that you get the notifications when new episodes come out. You will definitely not want to miss a single episode of the Revitalized podcast. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Oh, you and me both. Mm-hmm. We're getting confirmations from people. I'm like, oh, these people are so great. Can't wait to chat <laughs> with them with you, with all of you. Mm-hmm. So, Danielle, why don't you just kind of set the scene and where did your physical wellness journey like when did you get to the point that you needed to do something about your physical wellness journey well hmm that's a really good question probably um right around the beginning of my 40s prior to that I mean I'd had definitely aches and pains and I'd had a number of different things that had been going on throughout the years but I guess nothing where I'd hit the wall. And so right. um, I kind of lived with little things here and there, but didn't really see it as anything that I needed to do too, too much about. Yeah. I remember when we first got together, first got married, the way your <laughs> knees used to pop. Yeah, they'd crack all you know, the time. I know. Like you'd just be walking down and knees cracking or you'd have to kind of like pop them. Like you'd grab the back of a chair and just do like a squat and just pop your knees yeah. and then get back up. I'm like, oh, my God. Every time I heard you do that, I'm like, you are going to be so crippled by the time you're 60. Don't we don't know. use those words anymore. It's not politically correct. Oh, is that word has changed yeah. now? I'm sorry. I'm not a very politically correct guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know? we'll work on that. There we go. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. 
<laughs> you're disabled. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you were concerned. You thought, oh my goodness, you are going to be like, well, yes, disabled. I will, I will yeah. grow old with you. And yes, I will walk alongside you, but I may have to pick you up because you may be disabled. Exactly. Because I was so creaky and cracky and at poppy a, at, a young at, age. at such a young age. Because we were, I was in my young 20s. I That's won't right. say we were. Yeah, no, no. Hey, that you, hurt. You were just a bit older. Just a bit older. <laughs> exactly. So, so you hit 40. Yeah. And that's when you kind of started realizing, uh-oh, maybe it's time to start looking at this a little bit more seriously. Yeah. So was there kind of something pivotal that happened when you were 40 that caused this a little bit of an eye-opening, awakening moment? Yeah. I had um, a lot of physical ailments that were just adding up, layering one on top of the next. And so with the joint issues that you already alluded to, which was right. um, definitely an issue for pretty well my whole adult life, definitely, um, those issues started to become more severe where I would have not just I got to crack this sucker, but <laughs> where I was actually feeling pain and inflammation quite regularly. Um, so that was one thing. I started to get skin conditions. That was another thing. Right. Um, I began to have like foggy brain. Uh, so I mean, if, if you haven't had that before, I'm glad for you. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things that, you know, like you wake up in the morning and it just feels like static energy inside your brain. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to focus and it's really hard to like just feel. Uh, normal and uh, I had flu-like symptoms regularly right. and even um, losing my own strength mm-hmm. uh, on a regular basis so my muscles started to um, be affected as well and to top it off I had a couple of really um, well bizarre things but one one pretty major thing that my chiropractor was working on and that was my neck I, my neck was beginning to protrude like crazy. Yeah. And um, yeah, you were literally starting to get a hump yeah. at the base of your neck. Exactly. Kind of about, like, almost, like, I don't want to use the term a hunchback because it was nowhere near that bad, mm-hmm. but that you could see the, the head going lower and lower and lower mm-hmm. and that spot right between your shoulders yeah. starting to become a lump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and my neck was sore all the time and I couldn't really sit up straight and um, at, at it, at the height of all of this, um, and I had injury upon injury because when I tried to do exercise or anything like that, it would just, right. I would end up injured. So it was a pretty discouraging time for a fairly young woman. Right. And um, at the height of it, like I could not do chores around the house for more than 10 minutes, maybe right. five. Yeah. <laughs> I needed, you know, somebody else to bring the laundry basket up because I couldn't pick it up. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, a number of things, even where, you know, my neck ended up so severely um, uh, injured that to this day I can only pick up maybe 30, not not maybe, I know, 30 pounds. I had it tested at the physiotherapist. We tried to get it beyond that. Not there yet. I, I believe that God will do some more healing there. Right. But for right now, it's it's 30 pounds. That's yeah. it. So thankfully, I've got an army of family around me that can help me <laughs> out. <laughs> right. And so, so here you are. You're coming into your 40s, and you're realizing this, and you kind of you know say you weren't old. Like, you know, you were still quite a young woman Thank at the you. time. Yeah. Um, but your background growing up as an even younger woman, right, kind yeah. of as a teenager, as in your 20s, you were very sporty. I would say pretty sporty. I yeah. think I know you would say I was very sporty. Well, in 40. comparison to me, 
who did nothing. You, know, you did some stuff. I played badminton for a little while. Good. So that's about it. That's but good. yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, know, it's but, true. Growing up, if you compare our backgrounds, like yeah. I was outside all the time. I was doing sports all the time. I was playing, you know, camping um, and yeah, hiking camping. and swimming. Oh, yeah. and very, doing very competitive active. soccer, all yeah. those kinds of things, playing in the leagues at school. So definitely I was I was very active. Right. Um to that degree growing up. Right. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Because we do come alongside a lot of people who, who have had long-term, you know, physical issues, right? And sometimes they start really, really young, and then they just progressively get mm-hmm. worse, where you had none of that stuff. I did have the, really. achy, I did have the achy knees, right. and I will say one of the things in when I was a teenager, I was a smoker. Oh, there, that's at, true. As yeah, a I teenager. Forget, I kind of forget about that. Good. Those, put those it dark behind days, me. Those dark days. <laughs> those uh, dark, when, when you were a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I would, I, I did smoke. Sorry, mom. Uh, yeah. As a teenager. <laughs> right. And I would, I do not, I do not recommend it. I think it's a very bad yeah. habit. I do have family members who have, uh, died because of, you know, some of the impacts of smoking and other, right. other lifestyle issues. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not for smoking. Uh, right. but I was a smoker as a teenager and and I actually quit sports in right. my teen years wow. because I couldn't run the field anymore. Wow, that's crazy. That's how I, much that and and the fact that I would choose that over over playing soccer. Playing soccer, right. like I thought it was cool. I don't know. Yeah, and wow. soccer wasn't I, cool anymore. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. So between the the cracky achy knees, which mm-hmm. were starting, and I, probably it was in my teens, and um, the smoking. Right. I pretty much went. Oh well, I don't really care. I don't need to do that stuff anyway. Kind of derailed you pretty quick. It yeah. did. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, by the time that we got together, that mean that you know you weren't smoking anymore mm-hmm. and things like that. And and then I think kind of one key thing that really stands out to me when it comes to your physical journey, like I remember that time. When you were unloading the dishwasher, mm. can you <laughs> that share that one time? Can you yeah. share that? Story? Because remember for that me, one time when that, I unloaded the dishwasher? Yeah, no, but you you know what I mean by the <laughs> statement is that there was a particular yes. moment when you were unloading the dishwasher out of one of the many times you've unloaded the dishwasher. Yes. Um, but that's where I kind of realized, like, wow, what is our life going to look like? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, those of you that have had any kind of lower back issues, you totally relate to this story. Right. Because it's not like you have an awesome story to tell about how you how your back went out. I know. Like, I mean, there's it's never awesome. We want our backs to work, and I don't want to take that for granted at all. But... When you go like, oh my gosh, wow, you're really like in pain and you're bent bent over and hunched over. What happened? I emptied the dishwasher. Right. Not a cool story. Yeah, so you you bent down, you're emptying the dishwasher, and then your back just went completely went out. completely out. Mm-hmm. Like, and I can't remember if that was one of the times where we had to bring you to the hospital to deal with it, or the, no, that was straight to the chiropractor. <laughs> but you were in bed, yeah. for days. Well, yeah, and and partly I have to say, and how this you know overlaps with so many different things. Yeah, partly there was an emotional component, right? Because um, my mental health was not doing so well when I would get sick and unwell. Yeah, it would affect me emotionally. That's right. 
when it would affect me emotionally uh, or vice versa, you know, spiritually as well. And what would the enemy be telling me? Right. Oh, you're never going to get better. Yeah, you're no you're good. You're going to be like this all the time. Oh, yeah. my gosh. You're your not kids a good have to wife. You're not a good mother. Right. You're not pulling your weight. All right. those lies, right, that can right. kick in when you're not well. Mm-hmm. So all of those things, like, so was I in bed for as long as I was um, because I needed to? Or was I keeping it going because, you know, so there were some times that right. were – it was other parts that were affecting it where it's like, I don't feel well enough to get out of bed. But mm-hmm. maybe I would have been. You right. know, I'm not saying. Yeah. But it could have been. Right. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. Yeah. And so from then, so here you are in your early 40s, starting to have these things kind of happening. Um, maybe just share a little bit. To, and I know you've gone through some of these stories and other resources, you know, like your book and on your blog and things like that. But maybe kind of just explain, you kind of quickly hinted at, you know, some skin stuff and some achy pain stuff. But that, I don't think that really highlights the extent of where some of these <laughs> things really were. Like they you mean were the getting, stuff we might find in Leviticus? Pretty much. Like it was like it was almost like biblical Old Testament kind of stuff that yeah. felt like it was going down, right? Right. So I was having physical manifestations of some things that really needed healing spiritually. Yeah. So it's it, it, it for sure it's going to be uh, coming up on the spiritual episode, which will be um, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, in a couple of weeks, and so it, it's going to be brought up there more in, in more specifically. But the physical side of it is, um, I got boils, mm-hmm. and if you've ever had a boil. Okay, it's not so bad. It's, it's annoying. Inconvenient. It hurts. Yeah. And like, what would you describe of a, of a boil? I've never had one. You never. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> I know. Sorry. So um, a boil. Like when yeah. I was a kid, I had a couple of boils. Right. Uh, they were on my back, kind of up, upper shoulder, and it was like it was like a giant pimple. Right. And yeah. you know when you get a pretty big pimple, like you wait for the pimple to explode, explode, and then you're right. like, ah, oh, release. You get this pressure release. Exactly. Right. And so. Um, yeah, I've had a couple of them growing up and it was no worse than that. It was really annoying and very painful because it's, it's bigger than a, than a pimple. But, um, what I had was boil after boil Mm -hmm. after boil after boil after boil after boil after boil. Yeah. And keep going to, uh, in a period, I think it was about a month and a half. That's right. I it was had, about six weeks. Yeah. I had 16 boils. Yeah. <laughs> and in places like where there's like joints, like behind yeah. a joint, like behind your knee. Yeah. So it under made like an a, arm. the one yeah. behind my knee made like a grapefruit. That's yeah. how big that boil was. That's right. Behind my knee. Most yeah. of them were not that big. Yeah. But that one was, yeah. Yeah. Some of them got infected. Some of them, you mm-hmm. know, I had fever with. Like, I mean, this was like a crazy thing that was happening to me. Right. And, um, yeah, it was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It was humiliating. Yep. It was painful. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, and, and I was going through spiritual battle at the time, which we'll talk more about. So I was exhausted. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Um. So yeah, all of these things were kind of happening and the, and the other physical manifestations that I already spoke about had already been happening. And so this was just like adding in major insult to, to already pretty major injury. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the challenge too has been, and we're going to see the experts mm-hmm. and no one really knew what to do. 
Like, I yeah, remember, because you're supposed to go to the priest. <laughs> yeah, like I could go to Leviticus, you know, and go go show your infectious skin disease and your boils to the uh, Old Testament priest. Right. I tell people, don't come to me as your pastor with your skin diseases. Well, maybe they maybe they should have an open invitation. Maybe they should. Mm. Maybe we'll have to look at starting that infectious <laughs> boils ministry in our city. Exactly. Um, but the doctors were having a difficult time diagnosing it and trying to figure out what was causing this. Well, I had gone to... Um, We'd actually gone to an infectious disease specialist yeah, at and, one point. Yeah, and went through a battery of tests there. Yeah. So the good news is nothing came up. That's right, exactly. <laughs> so there wasn't they found anything, but they didn't good find news the cause either. And bad news, both, right? Because right. you want to know what's going on in your body. What, like, so nothing, you can treat it. Because, I mean, all through the years, whenever I've gone to the doctor for any of my issues, and, of course, earlier on it was just joint issues, not just, but right. that, that was the concern. And the, over the years, the thing that I regularly heard was just take a Tylenol. Right, exactly. Take a Tylenol. Yeah. And it was like, but what's wrong with me? I know. <laughs> Yeah. And it was really important to me to find what is wrong with me so that I can we can address what is wrong yeah. and we can he, we can get have it healed. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I do think that's I mean, I so appreciate everyone who does work in the healthcare mm-hmm. profession, obviously. Yeah. But I think one of the challenges is we are a little too quick to just kind of mask the pain. Yeah, with different drugs and different remedies like that, instead of getting to the root of the pain Mm. to get rid of it. Well, I think that is the bottom line of our, generally speaking, our Canadian medical practice, North American medical practice, is to treat the issue, but not to... um, not to diagnose the underlying problems to treat that. I think that's generally speaking. You do right. get some quite yeah. holistic doctors and right. who are looking at other ways of handling things. But I think generally speaking, it's okay. You have this, you know, mm-hmm. symptom, so treat that. Treat it with this medication yeah. or this surgery. Right. Mm-hmm. So there you are. So you're going through this journey, having problem after problem after problem after problem. What was kind of step one for you in saying, okay? I'm going to do, I need to do something about this. Like, mm-hmm. where, do you remember where you started? Yeah, because I was, I had just turned 40. We went on a cruise. Right. And that was awesome. Went with the kids. I was so glad to have that experience with you and with them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was all I wanted to do. That's, I was actually so excited to turn 40. I was like, I felt like God was giving me this like sense of, you know, how my 40s were going to be so amazing mm-hmm. and so good. And right. to come back from that cruise and instead of like new, exciting, fun things, I was met with, you know, like I say, one ailment after the next, after the next. Mm-hmm. And right. it was, it was a really, um, I guess the word that comes is debilitating time. Right. But, uh, it's also turned into the most, um, growing time of my life. And what do you mean by growing? Yeah. I mean, growing. Growing spiritually, okay. growing emotionally, um, growing stronger physically. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I've grown in so many ways through mm-hmm. actually addressing issues right. head on. Yeah. And um, learning to deal with those issues. So when I look at the physical side, the biggest thing I would say that um, I went to was... Um, going to a holistic kind of naturopath and finding out what my 
uh, food intolerances were. Right. So Cause that, because that was a new thing kind of for us, right? We've, yeah. I mean, you hear of it. You've done a little bit I've of done reading osteopaths, on it. So I've gone for osteopath before, but I hadn't done anything when it comes to like, is this, it, could this be food related? Yeah. Could it be food related? Yeah. Could it be what you are eating mm-hmm. is, is causing some of this? And right? actually that was even just the timing that it was. I'm only, 47 going on 47 now and so we're talking seven years ago that's right and even at that time to talk about like gluten insensitivities and right. it's causing me stomach issues yeah and joint issues like people were like no gluten doesn't do that to you i know it you was know still, like yeah which is kind of crazy that it was still really that new and actually years maybe stomach issues they would have said yes but when i talked about it affecting my Joints. joints. That's what it was. That's right. And anybody I would talk to at that time would be like, no, 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 gluten doesn't do that. That's right. But yet I did an elimination diet. Right. And so that was the, that was probably, uh, on the physical side. I have bigger things spiritually that happened. Definitely. Yeah, we'll talk about bigger in two things, weeks. you know, emotionally <laughs> that I probably already talked Don't about. Don't spoil it. You gotta, come, you gotta come back in two weeks for how that. Bigger all, things. Wait bigger to things. hear the spiritual big things. It was pretty amazing things. stuff. No, it was. It was amazing stuff and we right. don't want to belittle it. No. Yeah. But physically, I think the elimination diet was the very best thing I ever could have done. Right. And so that actually, and when I say elimination diet, what that means for, if you, if you don't know, is basically take everything out of your diet. Right. Get rid of it all. Yeah. Um, and when I say that, it's specific to uh, things that could be allergens or things that you could be sensitive to or intolerant to. So what would be some examples of that? So examples are dairy, gluten, corn. Um, those are the, the probably the biggest ones. Yeah. Uh, some other things that I took out as well were uh, potatoes. Nightshade vegetables. Nightshade, exactly. Nightshade yeah. vegetables. So that would also include like asparagus. Peppers. Peppers and tobacco. Yeah. Thank goodness I'd already given that That's up. That's a good thing. You got rid of that tobacco <laughs> chewing you know, habit of yours. Never did that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, those are what, what are considered the nightshade vegetables. I might be missing one or two. Maybe right. tomatoes are in there, I think too. tomatoes were in mm-hmm. there as well. So yeah. there wasn't a lot, like, when you just eliminated everything, mm-hmm. there weren't a lot of options. Like, yeah. what, what were your options there to eat in those first few weeks? You could still eat meat, yeah. if I remember correctly. I don't think I took out any types of meat. No, I don't think so. Um, and you could still eat, um, like, rice. Yeah. Um, you could still eat a sweet potato. Right. Right. Uh, and green you could salad. still eat, yeah, your greens, your veggies, basically. Yeah. So that was it. Um, and I reintroduced one. Well, how long did you do that kind of detox for? Um, I think I probably did it for about a week or two. Okay. And then one by one reintroduced different things and took note. I mean, I would recommend writing a journal if you're going to do this. Oh my goodness. You, I don't know how you could do it and not well, I track what you're eating. I don't you think know? I didn't, I don't think I wrote it down, yeah. but uh, when you're adding one thing, right. then you notice it right away. And I mean, I probably wrote it somewhere, but I don't know where it is now, but I remember yeah. because when you've done it a couple of times, you go, yep, that's what I get when I get that, when I eat that. Right. And, but I do recommend writing it down because I think it's way yeah. more efficient. That would be the best way of doing it. Right. <laughs> you know, reintroduce this, wait a couple of days right. to see what happens before reintroducing something else. Because it's kind of pointless to bring everything back all at the same time. If exactly. you bring back in corn and gluten and dairy and nightshade vegetables in the same meal, mm-hmm. 
you don't you, know what did it. And you have a reaction. Mm-hmm. You don't know what caused mm-hmm. it, right? So what were some of the things that you started finding as you started reintroducing some of this stuff? Oh, my goodness. It was crazy. Like, I could tell you, <laughs> you know, what did what. So corn, I get ear, nose, and throat issues. Right. So especially in the ears, I get, like, I wake up in the morning and I am in pain in the ears Right. when I eat corn. Now, there's a certain amount that I can tolerate now because yep. over time I've figured out how much I can tolerate where I don't get the symptoms. But when you eliminate everything, you feel it right away. That's right. Because your body um, doesn't have a tolerance to it in that moment. Right. And I don't speak as a professional. I speak as my experience. That's my understanding. So no professional letters beside my name on this. Exactly. But that's my understanding. Yeah. Um, So corn did that to me. Uh, So popcorn, you know, corn on the cob, niblets, whatever you want. And even, I'll tell you this, um, certain medications. Interesting. If you look at what's in it, because it's like, why? I'm not eating any corn. Why am I still having this pain in my ear? And then you go and see on the Motrin or on the Tylenol tablets, and and it's coated with like a sugar coating, you know, that red around it or whatever. That's right, help it go down a little easier. It's got corn in it. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe it. Yes, yeah. or corn. There's and there's special words in there like maladextrone, which right. is from corn. Like I mean, it. You do the research and you go, oh my gosh, I can't believe mm. that there's corn in so many things. So you got to watch out for that if you've got a corn intolerance. That's right. Um. So corn was one of them. Yeah. Another one was gluten, and like I talked about earlier, it was affecting my joints. Yep. And giving me pain and inflammation in the joints. As well as, um, I used to get like, oh, this is so sad. Any woman that, you know, maybe has had babies already and you're not having babies now and people congratulate you for the baby that's on the way. That's right. Oh, my goodness. That was the worst. Yeah. Yeah. That's happened to me several times. Yeah. Like, I wish it was just maybe once, but no, it's happened a few times. Right. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, because I was so bloated in the belly. You know, they talk about wheat belly or belly gut. Yeah. Uh, Wheat gut. That's what I had. Right. And so um, that was affecting me in that way. Uh, Dairy was affecting me and... (laughs) You know, Very you know, in the yeah, you know all the COVID symptoms that you kind of go. <laughs> That's right. Every COVID symptom is also from everything you've yeah. eaten. I have, yeah. I have corn for my ear, nose, and throat. I have dairy for my ear, nose, and throat. Like, yeah, yeah. but it affects me in that way. It gives me that kind of like coughing and and symptom in the morning, especially. Um, what else? Potatoes. Potatoes would give me like like extra pain in the in the joints especially like in the ankles and in the heels like yeah. really weird you know right. but when you reintroduce stuff you go oh that's where that's coming from and by the way dairy also brought on um i talked about skin conditions yeah. so dairy was the culprit for skin di- conditions bring that rash that you yeah. get yeah exactly yeah so yeah uh, i learned a lot i was a really cool research uh mm-hmm. you know source of, of, oh, yeah. of my own right. and could really kind of identify what was doing what. And yeah. it was super helpful. Well, And like you say, in the seven years since you've been on that kind of food journey, it's been amazing to see how much so much more mainstream 
this conversation has become. Mm, oh, yeah. In right? this, just in this period of time, absolutely. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. We're kind of like recognizing what certain foods do to, you know, when they say like 80, I think the research was saying, and again, don't quote me, I'm not a professional in this, but it's like 80 to 85% of people in North America have a food intolerance. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so so if you're talking 80% of people have some form of food intolerance and you wonder why so many people are dealing with excess weight, dealing with bloated, dealing with back pain, joint pain, mm-hmm. all these different things that we're dealing with. Well, I had it all. Yeah. And then throw in all the GMO type foods yeah. that we're eating as well, too. Which right? corn is one of them. Right. A genetically modified organism food. Mm-hmm. It's not the way God made that food. We've changed it to make it last longer and mm-hmm. to handle our production, you know. Uh, of food, it can get a little strange and a little difficult to manage all of this, Mm -hmm. right? So that was kind of your big step one. Yeah. Was looking at food. Mm -hmm. And so what did you find right away with making some of those changes? Well, I'll tell you, and it it overlaps again onto the emotional side, but I recognized pretty quickly something that was a big obstacle for me, and that was – Food addiction. Right. Because you know how Paul says, I do what I don't want to do and I don't do what I want to do. Like, I'm, it's like, that's where I was at. Right. Why am I eating this? I know right. what is good for me because now I've seen it. That's right. You know, I've seen it. I, the proof is there. I yeah. know what's good for me yeah, and what's not. You've done the experiment. You, when you stop eating it, you feel great. You eat it, you feel like garbage. Yes. And yeah. so I, I went through that, to be quite honest. You know, mm-hmm. like really learning uh, and it, and so it has it has a, an emotional side. It has a spiritual side as well because you know I was putting food and the comfort of food e- even for the moment. And like if you think of an alcoholic, right? Yeah, they put that drink for that moment for ahead that moment. of you know their whole life and, and, and ahead of the and ahead of the Lord exactly and ahead so of God and when, your relationship to seek God for comfort. Right, and I mean I was seeking God. I was seeking, seeking, seeking God, and I right. wanted to do what he was showing me. Yeah. And what's one of the things that he was showing me was he wanted me to be done with that addiction to food. Mm-hmm. And so that was a huge part of the journey, a big obstacle to great. Now I know. That's right. Now I know what I, you know, need to curb and stay away from, but yeah. man, was that ever hard. Right. Because it was, it was a stronghold. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that stronghold in the spiritual episode, mm-hmm. but when you kind of dealt with that, how did that instantly translate to some of the physical stuff that you were dealing with? When I dealt with the um, kind of addiction, that, that addiction and that stronghold yeah. and that so, uh, idol. Yeah, it took. It definitely took time, but we'll talk about that later. Um, so I don't want to make it sound like it's like, and then we flipped the page. Yeah, overnight. You know, I instantly made the change. And, exactly, but yeah. we'll we'll get into that. Um, but. Um, amazing differences. Like, I think that although still, as I mentioned, I still can't carry more than 30 pounds, and that's a bummer. Right. Um, but I'm able to do, like, I remember crying, hmm. realizing the things that I could do that I couldn't do before. Right. Starting to, like, going on a walk with the family. Yeah. That sounds crazy. I know. But do you remember? Was, I know, but there was a long period of time we couldn't do that. I couldn't go in the in the woods down the street yeah. with the family because yeah. 
I just, you couldn't play basketball with the kids I outside. I couldn't play basketball. Like we have a basketball net at the end of our driveway, and, mm-hmm. you know, and you couldn't go outside to play basketball with the kids. Right. I, I like there was so many things that I couldn't do. Yeah. I couldn't even like get on the floor to play with the kids because I could barely get myself back up off of the floor. Right. So um, I'm thinking back to <laughs> a few years ago when Samantha, our daughter, and I went. It must have been her 16th birthday yeah was it her 16th i don't know what you're gonna share when so we, she and i went um um ziplining right that i think was her 16th birthday oh yeah so that which would have been was, two years ago which was crazy right uh no it was the year before so it must have been 15th birthday 15th okay so the year before the pandemic started. so for sam's 15th birthday we yeah. went ziplining yeah and like you did it. i did it and it wasn't just it course. wasn't just ziplining like go up a thing and then shoot down a thing it was one of these like obstacle courses where you're climbing in the trees yes and going from one tree to the other tree and climbing up all these obstacles. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, just go up a ladder, zip line down across a no, river, and it you're was, finished. No, there was probably about 25, I don't know, zip line yeah. parts to the maze. And if you kind of didn't quite make it from one end to the other and you're stuck, you had to then, like, figure out how to, like, shimmy yourself back <laughs> up and, like, do all kinds of amazing Things, amazing feats that I never thought right. I would be able to do again. Yeah. So, I mean, I just thinking about it, I almost think, like, did all that happen? <laughs> I know. Well, again, because it was so, we've never pictured that as being in your future. No. Right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a sad spot well, to get first, at, right? Well, first of all, I never pictured, um, I never pictured getting to that place where in my 40s I couldn't do all this stuff. Right. And then... We got to the point where, okay, this could be life. Yeah. And then we never pictured me getting better. Yeah. Because it was just all the time. That's right. the way it was. And then. And we didn't know why. And the doctors didn't know why. That's right. And there was nothing to do. Just take a Tylenol. Yeah. Right. But then we started seeing changing the food, dealing with some spiritual things. And then suddenly you see this wellness starting to appear again. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so how did that encourage you? Oh, my goodness. Um, It encouraged me hugely. Um, I have been encouraged to do a couple of things. One of those things being I I used to do Aquafit, and this was before the pandemic because everything closed down Mm -hmm. and everything like that. But I used to do Aquafit, and I felt really – uncomfortable at times and and like I didn't quite fit (laughs) because if you looked around the pool it was mostly you know much older women couple of older men and me yeah and so I never quite fit in in terms of the demographic that was there but I needed to move right because my body as I've learned over the years is um, one that moves a lot better in water mm-hmm. or with non-harsh um, uh, movements joint, on the joints. You don't want hard joint impact. Exactly. I can't, right. like, not to say I can't. I don't yeah. want to say that, but no, it's but very knees, hard on my body. But your knees and your back, like joint impact <laughs> is, is really a important. huge thing. And mm-hmm. that hurts and injures a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. And a, and a lot of people don't ca- take, take care of themselves mm-hmm. in a physical wellness way because of their joint, because of joint impact. Right. And so I was so encouraged when, um, after having had a couple of injuries and then go back to the pool and I found myself, oh my goodness, I can jump, I can move, I can do these things. And I remember just like crying. 
<laughs> in a good way. In a good way. In the pool. Yeah, tears praising of Praising God that I could move. Right. And so, yeah, it was so encouraging. And so that's one thing. Another thing is, you know, having learned the diet and... Um, like if I can if I can keep moving in one way or another that's not harmful to my joints, right? And if I can keep eating in a balanced way that is not you know feeding that inflammation, yeah, I'm in such a different spot. Yeah, I'm in such an incredibly different spot. Right. And it's so important to me. Like I I remember um, at some point I said like. I can't believe I'm not going to be able to, you know, sit on the ground with my grandkids. One right. Day. Yeah. And that was devastating. Mm-hmm. And now it's a part of my vision for our future. Like, I, I want to be a grandma. Not That's yet, right. kids. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not yet. But <laughs> I have so much more um, ability physically to right. move and to do things. And I don't have fear all the time that my back is about to go out or all of that. So there's been so much mm-hmm. that I have to be grateful for. Right. Right. And I'm so thankful to God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. And I think one of the things, and, and we have seen this time and time again when we you know, come alongside other leaders and, and hear their stories, as, as Christian leaders who have a heart to care for other people, you know, we, we tend to focus big time on the, the spiritual and the emotional, mm-hmm. we focus a lot of our energy there as Christians. I would say even, I, I'm not sure which is more, but yeah, okay. Right. But less definitely, definitely spiritual. Mm-hmm. And then, then emotional comes a few notches down. Mm-hmm. And then the physical is probably even lower. Would you say that that's true in your experience? Yeah. And, and even emotional, I think, is a new one. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, definitely there are... Um, Certain areas where there can be strongholds in somebody's life that don't ever get touched and the um, eating one mm-hmm. where it's an addiction. Right. Isn't is is like off limits in the Christian church. Yeah. Well, we joke about the Baptist potluck. Right. Like, I mean, we pastor a Baptist church. Right. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's like yeah. we're known for our potlucks and our dessert tables and all of these things. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm hmm. And I mean, it's something that can be visibly seen. Like I am overweight. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I, I mean. I can hide it on a podcast. You don't know that. Let's put a new picture on. <laughs> exactly, Photoshop. <laughs> but no, I I am. I'm 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 overweight. Yeah. And that in and of itself could, would, should be a concern to somebody who's mentoring me spiritually. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't think we're there yet. Right. Necessarily. I, I know I am in conversations I have with people that I mentor, right. but in a in a light and gentle, of course. loving way. And it's whereas, hard because, because there's so much about our identity that comes with, you know, our physical bodies. But especially if they and, bring it up as a concern, right. then there is a spiritual talk to be had. And That's I right. will share that for me personally, there was a spiritual component there is a spiritual component to my weight that's right and you know there has been and it's been broken uh a stronghold of addiction with food and so i would rather talk about it with the people that i love and care about than allow them to come to a place where you know now i have come to which really sucks but Mm -hmm. like i've recently been diagnosed with diabetes that's another part of this Physical right. wellness side of things. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm not happy about that. I'm 
I've gone through an emotional kind of disappointment even about that. Right. And even asking God, God, you've been doing so much healing. I know you're doing so much better. <laughs> like today compared to seven years yes. ago, it's night and day. Right. The difference. Exactly. And then something new kind of gets added on top of that. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's tough. Our health journey is tough. And so for anybody that's listening who, you know, has a new diagnosis or has something that has come up. Um, and I talked before about, you know, on the emotional episode, I talked about depression. Right. You know, so I, I take my meds for my depression. I take my meds or for the depression. I don't even want to call it my depression. For, the, for the, depression. Right. I take meds for diabetes. And I don't even want to identify with I am diabetic or right. I am depressed. Yeah. No, I I have these, you know, illnesses. Cuz it's not it your cuz it's not your identity. It's not my identity. That's and right. so that's a little something though that in both of those um diagnoses that I had to work through. Right. Uh, because that's a whole part of the physical side of things when you start to have things that come up or, you know, I'm sure we're going to start having like, you know, I <laughs> what was that, Sunny? <laughs> you know, like we're going to have a harder time hearing and start what? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Like, yeah can't, my Seeing hearing's going. I, everything's blurry now. I need to laugh better. <laughs> glasses and all that yeah so i think it is a part of the physical discussion and and to break down the stigmas it's okay to talk about the physical you right. know yep. struggles and illnesses that we have mm-hmm. and to hold one another up as brothers and sisters in christ right mm-hmm. so what is next for you on your physical wellness journey what are some of the things that you're doing now especially in light of this kind of diabetes diagnosis so what are the things that you're doing now to continue Mm -hmm. this wellness journey in your physical life so what i do now is i balance my foods because that's really important for diabetes and it's also um really important to have a healthy diet and so i try to do that every day Mm -hmm. to um eat healthy so that's one of the things that I do. Um, another thing that I do is um, I do my uh, exercises in the morning. And so the exercises that I do, as you well know, Kevin, yep. is uh, DDPY. I got the rest of the family doing DDPY <laughs> with me. It took two years, but we got them. <laughs> and so it's really good for me because of what we talked about before about joint. No joint impact. Exactly. So very similarly to doing Aquafit, um, doing DDPY gives me a very similar type of uh, workout. Like, so it does have the cardio, mm-hmm. but it also has the, um, you know, stretching and it has the balance and it has the, um, what's the other thing called? The muscle thingy. Oh, the dynamic resistance. Dynamic resistance. Which so, you would get in the water. Exactly. Right? All, all this, yeah. everything, like I have felt the benefits from doing this exercise program very same benefits as I've had doing exercise in the pool. Interesting. So yeah. yeah, it's it's like I can do that or I can do this and either are either are good for me, fine for me. Right. Um I also try to go for walks. Um this winter has been a tough one. On <laughs> it's us. been hard oh, to get out. Goodness. I don't know if it was the winter or the pandemic, but yeah. it was something that really I don't think it was the pandemic because last winter we we walked. That's this true. winter we had a tough time. We had a hard time getting winter. out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> but it's melting. It's I'm it watching is. the snow melt outside our window. Exactly. So walks uh, is something that's really beneficial and and it, you know, crosses over into the emotional. Like I feel better when I'm having those regular walks. Right. Um, Yeah. And so that's 
Is there anything else? That, well, I take my meds. Is there yep. anything else that I'm currently doing that you're thinking of that I'm not thinking of? No, it just sounds like, again, you're just kind of moving forward. Okay. Like there's a bunch of things that, that have been revealed um, that, you know, that you've been dealing with, again, from a spiritual, emotional perspective that has an impact physical. There's some physical things that you're doing specifically mm-hmm. that help with the emotion and the spiritual and how and, they overlap. And I'll tell you, I actually have a new thing that I want to try, and it's not going to be this year, but it's going to be for next Ooh, year. what is it? Have you told me yet? <laughs> I'm not sure if I have. Okay, this is exciting. I, you I heard think... it here folks first. You know, instant <laughs> accountability right here, you know. It's something that um, we have we talked a little bit about, so right. I don't know whether we went into detail, but um, in the winter, because I thought it, last year I decided I need to embrace winter. Right. And so we did. But the way we embraced it was going out walking pretty well daily or every other day yeah. uh, just to get out there. And um, that was great. This year we didn't embrace winter, <laughs> uh, but I definitely want to embrace winter next year. And one of the things that I thought I would never do again Hmm. is go downhill skiing. Oh, have fun. <laughs> I, I hate downhill Kevin, skiing. I'm just we, kidding. <laughs> we did it once before, and you were really good. Oh, yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. And I wasn't very good, because what happened was I decided, look at me, look at me. We were we were in our 20s. Yep. And I Maybe decided. Early 30s. Yeah. I think I, I was, before kids. Actually. Yeah, I was yeah. still in my 20s for sure. Yeah. Whether you were, I don't know. Ouch! You make it sound like you're married to this old. <laughs> no, guy. he's only four years older. <laughs> uh, but in any case, we were in our 20s, and we went to the we went. Um, I'm skiing. Skiing, and I decided I was going to be a show off. And instead of like skiing on the appropriate hills on the icy day that oh, it, it was, was a brutal weather day. The snow was terrible. I decided. No, I know how to do the um, double black diamond yeah, mogul run. Whatever. Yeah. I don't even know what it's called anymore, but it was like, you know, kill yourself here. And that's what <laughs> that's where I went off. <laughs> Just sign your death certificate before you go on this trail. Yeah. And, and I was like, and, and Kevin, you came along with me because you were the guy and you were like, sure, let's. Let's yeah, do that. And I'm walking down it because I wouldn't do that. It was psychotic. And yeah, 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 I ended up walking down it, but first I whoosh, 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 and then tumbled yeah. all the way down it when I was about to hit a tree. Yeah. And tumble, tumble, tumble. Like, I don't know. Do you remember how far oh, I was tumbling? It was bad. It was, I was like, oh man, I'm single again. That, like, it was like, it was bad. That might have caused my neck injury. <laughs> Maybe. Well, and then when we got to the bottom of the hill, because we went on a, it was a business trip we were on. And um, and we were chatting with some people that I work with, and then you got hit by that kid on the snowboard. Oh, and knocked me out, knocked and he me just down. Picked you right off oh, the ground and flipped you in the air. So I was like, we talked about super yeah. sporty, yeah, super sporty, yeah. and that event okay. actually. So you want to start skiing again? But I'll tell you, okay, I'll tell you, yeah, I don't want to do double black diamond. No. That no. was terrifying. Right. And and it was terrifying because it was icy and because I hadn't skied in five years before, you know, since. And right. so that was not smart. I'm a little smarter in my older age. Wisdom. Wisdom. A wonderful thing. And what I want to do. Seek wisdom, my child, <laughs> as the Lord says. Yeah. And I have not downhill skied since then, right? Yeah. Because it was terrifying. Right. But I want to go on the bunny hill. Yeah. And then I want to go on whatever it is, the green hill. And I want to go on the blue hill. Yeah. And go. I want to stay on that hill. Yeah. And I want to ski. Cool. And I think that's a fun idea. I and think that's a we great can idea. do it as a family. And yeah. I think it would be a lot of fun. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Cool. So that's what I want to do next. So that's the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So, so Danielle, as you come alongside people, how, what are some kind of parting words that you would want to encourage people when it comes to their physical wellness? You know, again, not as a professional doctor or anything like that, but just as someone who's been on this journey, uh, you know, what would you like to say? You know, what would you like to say to like the busy mom, women in leadership in the church who just feel like they're so busy caring for everybody else? that they have connected with all of these ailments that you've talked about, the back pain and the mm. joint pain and the food problems and the bloating and the belly and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. How would you encourage our listeners? Well, it's going to dive into one of the other sessions, but honestly, truly, um, uh, there's scripture that says, you know, that who, who really is my physician? Right. Right. And so being that, you know, God is my physician. Jesus is my physician. Like mm-hmm. I would, I would definitely recommend, um, a closeness with the Lord. Right. Because I can pinpoint that, um, it was really through a closeness with the Lord that he showed me so many things. Like I even remember one time when we went, when we were in the hospital. Because right. of a, a neck issue, and it was so bad that I was literally falling to oh, the ground in pain. Oh, And we didn't know what to do, right? We didn't know what to do. We I didn't was, know what to do. I was falling to the ground, in, screaming in yeah. more pain than I've ever been in. Yeah, and Even, thought you were having a heart attack. Right. Like it was so bad. <laughs> do, 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 yeah. Why don't you tell the story? Well, and so we're praying, and we're praying to God, like, we don't know what to do. We don't know why this is getting so bad. God, you got to give us this sign, please. You know, we're seeing different people and all of this stuff in medicine, and it was just so confusing. And anyways, we show up in an emergency in the hospital, and the doctor on call was like this older, like he wasn't just older, he was old. He had to be like in his <laughs> late 60s, early 70s. He was old. This old Jewish doctor, Jewish man. And how you know? did we know he was Jewish? Well, because he had the, uh, yarmulke. the yarmulke on, and then by the style of his cutting of his beard and the curls. And the curly sideburns. And, and, yeah, yeah. And, and all that. And so so he was a very orthodox uh, Jewish man. And, and 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 he just had the compassion of God on him, which was you know like if you meet certain people like that you know like you know like how this guy I don't I don't know where he is with Jesus, but he knows God the Father right he knows God the Father and man you're not far off from God the Son, and he just gave us advice of who not to see and who to see and what to do and it was like for for me that was a God moment and because we were actually praying about continuing certain a particular types of treatment practice. and certain yeah. types of treatment that we weren't seeing benefit from that people other people swore by right and different and it bodies just wasn't working and for it me. just wasn't working for you different people respond differently to different treatment right mm-hmm. so yeah and so, he was so like was, if you're so doing was, this if you're doing this type of practice you where, know, don't, where you are at you're going to be paralyzed don't do, uh, yeah it That's was what a he warning. said he, he told it and we took that as the voice of god <laughs> well took it as the voice of god the voice angel. of this really nice jewish man <laughs> yeah telling us we need to stop this. the doctor and so yeah. that that closeness of you know trying to find and hear from god mm-hmm. i think is so crucial yeah so that's uh, like i know we find ourselves as a as a mom i'll speak from that perspective yep. as a mom we find us and a working mom mm-hmm. uh, and a christian working mom we find ourselves going back and forth back and forth on different priorities of what we need to do to care for our families and care right. for ourselves and to be fully blunt and honest for me it would be get close with god so right. how how will you you know what, what's your next your first physical yeah, step yeah. Get close with God. Get close with God. Okay, so as you develop a closeness with God, then what do you recommend? Like, where would you 
encourage well, people to start? Uh, first thing is, what is he saying? <laughs> there you go. And if he's showing you, you know, things that are beneficial for you, go with it. If he's showing you things like don't touch that, like use your discernment. But that's the spiritual answer, which I really, really strongly um, encourage. Right. But from a physical standpoint, I would encourage if you're having physical limitations and you don't know why, do an elimination diet. But like, don't, don't, you know, don't go by what I've told you today because yeah. that's been my experience. But go see, uh, someone. go see someone and ask, I want to do an elimination diet. How do I do this? Or right. go online to a reputable site to find the information how to go about it. Mm-hmm. Because that was, like I said, the most helpful thing for me physically. Right. And number two, move. And I know you mean pack up your house and leave. Yeah, leave. Go (laughs) leave your house. No, 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 no. No, no, no. That's not it. (laughs) Stay with your husband and uh, stay with your family, even when they, you know, you might have moments where you moving sounds like an idea. Move along. Move along. (laughs) But no, uh, get moving. Move Move. your body. Yes. And so uh, there is always something that can move. (laughs) And I know that in that, uh, when you have pain, when you have inflammation, when you have joint issues, when you have anything like that, the default can be, I can't do anything. Right. And I just become, you know, I just sit there or watch TV or, you know, hang out in the bed or on the sofa, which totally, I get it. Yeah. But what can you move? Right. Your baby toe, move your baby toe. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I find that's the big difference that I've noticed in how you're approaching your, your physical exercise mm-hmm. now compared to when we tried to do DDPY six, seven years ago. Yeah. Like six, seven years ago, you're like, oh, I can do this. And I'm going to do this even better than the instructor on the TV. Because I was the same person who went down that Double black diamonds. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. No. Right. So kill Whereas, your kill your pride, and yeah. then and now you're doing it <laughs> where you're currently at. Right. And you're not hurting yourself. You're actually <sighs> enjoying it, and yes. it's actually help making. And you're improving each time you do it. I'm on the bunny hill. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll get on the green hill and the blue hill. There you go. Exactly. Cool. So seek God, meet with God, hear from God, just move. Yeah. Anything else? Well, the elimination, and the elimination diet. Yeah, if food. Yeah, the yeah. food and moving. Anything I, else? I think that's um, a good three-step approach. Yeah, take a walk. That's yeah. it. Go for a walk. And go for a walk. Okay. Cool. So any kind of closing thoughts, Danielle, that you want to leave our listeners with on this topic and the journey that you've been on? Yeah, I would say the devil gets in there. Yes. And so um, my closing thoughts are, don't let the devil have the final word on your physical well-being. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> don't let the devil have the final word on your physical health and your well-being. I let that. God have the final word. Yep. And he hasn't yet had the final word for me, but I'm just experiencing more and more freedom. Right. More and more health, more and more well-being. Yep. And I'm enjoying life again. Mm-hmm. Right. And so don't let the devil have the final word. Let That's God awesome. have the final word. Okay. And yeah, trust him. Trust him. Don't ever let go. Very cool. Well, Danielle, as always, I really appreciate you sharing your journey. Uh, we know <laughs> as Christian leaders, it's not always easy to be vulnerable, but one of our core values really is to be real uh, with our church, with one another, and with anyone that God just kind of brings into our lives to just be an encouragement to one another. So I hope 
you as our listeners today were blessed by this conversation. Uh, we have been really blessed by those of you who have commented, who've sent us messages on Facebook, who've commented on Twitter. Um, let us know, you know, that, that you're being blessed by this, or if you've got questions, or if there's any way we can come alongside you, please reach out to us through social media or through our websites. The link to those are in the description of the show um, that you can find uh, wherever you are listening to the podcast. And uh, next episode, we're going back to me being in the hot seat. We're Mm going to talk about my emotional journey. So bring Kleenex. Bring Kleenex because I'm an emotional wreck. (laughs) No, you're not. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. That's more the truth. You're not an emotional wreck, but you do wear them on your sleeve, which is a good thing. Exactly. (laughs) So look forward to seeing all of you next week back here at the Revitalized Podcast. God bless you. God bless. You've been listening to the Revitalized Podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you found this content helpful, please consider subscribing, sharing on social media, and leaving a review. This helps us to help even more people. Join us next time for more insights on emotional, spiritual, and physical wellness in your leadership.